you have come to the place where you can learn to harness the power of intention, to create subconscious beliefs that serve you, and to gain insights that allow you to create a life personally and professionally that you desire. This is the place where you leverage your subconscious mind and design your destiny. Join me now, your host, Penny Chason. Hey, hey, everybody. It is Penny here back with another episode of Design Your Destiny. And I have a very special guest today. You've heard me speak many times about awareness and how awareness and insight are an important part of getting what you want out of life. And sometimes that awareness comes from unique places and unique ways. So today I have with me Miss Eichel Francis, who is, I consider, a friend. She's also a coach and an entrepreneur with three decades of experience. She is living her dharma by guiding others to reclaim and grow their personal power and to really just move their lives from mediocre to magnificent abundance. She's the creator of the Goddess Moon Circle, of which I'm proud to be a part of. It is a wonderful community that I love. And in this Moon Circle, she assists women in amplifying their voices and speaking their truth as they discover and follow their life's purpose. So without further ado, Eichel, I will let you continue to introduce yourself and whatever you would like to share as we open this up. Hello, hello. And firstly, thank you so much for inviting me on to be a guest on your podcast. It is wonderful to be here and share in your energy and your space because, you know, I adore you already. (laughs) So it's wonderful to be on here. And yeah, like I pretty much love the introduction you gave for me. You know, like I consider myself a healer, a guide, a coach, all of the above, just to really hold up a mirror basically so that women can see the true power of themselves and unapologetically stand forward and step into that. And, you know, I think that that is something that is, you know, we get so caught up in society and society's expectations in the roles and the rules that, you know, as women, we tend to inadvertently take on a dominance of masculine energy. And I know that I saw that in myself. So I just love that, that you talk about women and that you nurture women and that you help women. Because one of the reasons I joined your moon circle is that I learned more about this balance of feminine and masculine energy. Mm -hmm. And from the job that I was in before and then learning to run a business I had very much stepped into that masculine energy. And I would love it if you would elaborate just a little bit on that, because we all have masculine and feminine energy, and it's all about a balance. Yeah, so like, as you say, we we have both, but often what happens is we will tip into one more than the other, or one becomes wounded so it becomes very unbalanced and that will show up in our lives. That's when we may start exhibiting more anger, more stress, more fear, things like that when we tip into a certain one or you have difficulty in receiving, difficulty in asking for help. You know, it's like, I can do it all. I'm going to do it all by myself. I don't need anybody else. 
these are all like little red flags that you're tipping more heavily into your divine masculine. Because the other thing is that for me, certainly as I was growing up, I was kind of taught society-wise that to be feminine was weak. It was, you know, if you wanted to get ahead, if you wanted to be successful, be a businesswoman, you had to be full on masculine doing mode. So for me to unlearn those things that I was taught and go, actually being feminine is powerful as freak, like so, so powerful. You know, to stand fully in that power, there's nothing weak about it. Like divine feminine is pure power. So to untrain everything that I'd been taught and relearn, reteach myself. So then I was able to go and teach other women and say, stand in your femininity. It's very, very powerful. And you can do all the things. You can be a businesswoman. You can be, you know, like a seven-figure entrepreneur. And you can still be a mother and a wife. And, you know, you can have the balance. You can have all the things. <laughs> it's a lie. When people go, you can't have everything. It's like, no, you totally can. <laughs> you totally can. You totally can. There's a way. And I totally believe that. I feel it. I know it. Now, for me personally, I'm much newer to my journey of transformation and, and stepping into all of this as opposed to you. And you mentioned a couple of things that I want to touch on. And, and one is about when you get too heavily dominant into the masculine, you shut down that receiving and you have to be open to receiving. And this goes for men too, you know, with accessing the feminine aspect of your energy that you have to be open to receiving to step into what it is that you want into life. And the other is that I want to know just how long <laughs> has it taken you to unlearn? Because this will give people a frame of reference of the continuous work that it takes. Yeah. So probably in like my eldest son is 20 years old now. So in the early years of my parenting I was very tipped into masculine you know I would get frustrated I would get angry and then because I was a woman I would then feel shame and guilt about getting angry so it was like this spiral of negative emotions that never got me anywhere I was like why am I angry when I'm a mother you know this is you know this is an amazing journey but it's, I'm frustrated and it's that was one thing again talking about balance was being a mother, like a stay-at-home mother, was not enough for me. And it was really difficult for me to admit that because I felt like that was saying that my children aren't enough, that being a mother isn't enough. But I like to be challenged. I like lots of things going on in life. I like to grow businesses, you know, all of that kind of thing. I thrive on that. So for me, even to accept that and say, no, I want this and that, you know, I don't have to choose between the two. And it, you know, it, it wasn't saying I don't love my children. I don't, it was like, no, this is empowering. And as it turns out now, because I have four children, they're, they're all like kind of teen years now. I have modeled for them what it means to be an entrepreneur, what it means to follow your heart, what it means to travel the path less traveled. So we say, you know, to actually go ahead and do that. And it was only because in those early years that I questioned and sat with myself and it was like, what is coming up for me here? Why is this going on? And then I was able to really look into that divine feminine, the divine masculine balance and see why I was tipping over. So the work started really about 20 years ago, just like slowly chipping away, 
what's going on here, what's coming up for me. And then things probably massively shifted 10 to 15 years ago. But it, it's a path. I'm still shifting, evolving now. There's always layers. <laughs> you know, you think, yeah. okay, I've leveled up. And then you go, oh, look, there's another layer I didn't know about. And you remove that layer and it just reveals another layer underneath that you didn't know was there. So it's this amazing game of life where it's like constantly evolving. There is no end. So I can't say, oh, it'll take you three years and two months because I'm still working on it. <laughs> I'm still a work in progress. Yeah, it's a lifelong process of awareness. And it was probably 2013, 14, when I really became aware of just how things can shift and ebb and flow. And, and this may sound a little out there to some of you, but stick with us here. How the universe comes into play, whether you call it God, the divine, the source, the all, it doesn't matter, but it comes into play and can fulfill your needs. And in 2013, 2014, I learned to let go of this idea of coincidences. And it's more about synchronicity. And I guess that's probably where my journey began, but really only in the last two years. And I love it that you bring up the concept of change in the layers, because all of that requires not just awareness, but insight in releasing. And we're recording this podcast on October 30th. And tomorrow is the second full moon in the month of October. And the feminine is the moon and her energies are all about the feminine. So I'm going to let Eichel just step into her expertise and wisdom here, because this is something I'm still learning and I'm embracing. And over the last 18 months, particularly, I have found I'm heavily influenced by moon energy, not every cycle, some more than others. But when you're aware of these things and you find yourself like your thoughts are scattered or your energy's down, rather than beating yourself up and going, what's the matter with me? What's going on? This is happening. You can take that awareness and instead turn it around and ask, okay, what's the message for me here? What can I learn in this moment? So take it away, Eichel. <laughs> Everything I love to talk about. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like we are so heavily influenced by the moon. Like I'm smiling as I'm saying this because I talk to people and they go, yeah, I get that. But it's a little bit woo woo. It's a little bit out there. I don't, you know, I'm not affected by the moon. And I'm like, okay, so we're on this planet where the moon literally pulls the tides in and out. It has the power to do that. It can pull the sap up in a tree or a plant. And yet here you are in your human body, 70% water, and you think the moon doesn't affect you, okie dokie then, we'll go with that. <laughs> so even if we don't have the awareness, we are all affected by the moon cycles. And as women, we are even more heavily influenced by the moon cycles because if you have the awareness of your monthly cycle and then you start to look at what the moon cycle is doing, you will see that your monthly cycle even aligns to one of the quarters of the moon. But if you don't have the awareness of what the moon is even doing out there, you know, if you don't, you don't really notice nature or what's going on, you won't have these awarenesses. So the first thing always is awareness. That's the first place to start is where is your awareness? Where is your attention with these things? 
And then when you develop that awareness, you can start to say, okay, so I see that I sink this way, that on a full moon, I'm energized. On a new moon, I'm completely wiped out or vice versa. You just start to have the awareness of what the moon cycles do to you. And maybe before you thought, you know, oh, I'm PMSing. That's why I have scattered brain stuff. But it could just be completely the influence of the moon. And then once you have that awareness, then you can start to really play with how that fits into your life. So a lot of my clients are entrepreneurs, like female entrepreneurs. So they can start to look at how do the moon cycles affect me as the leader of my business? So how can I like maximize that for when I launch, you know, because if you are completely wiped by a full moon and want to hide under the blankets for three days, not the best time to launch. (laughs) I I would think not. That's, that would not be a good time to be out there when you just don't even want to look at people. And I tend to get that way just naturally, not, not even like a launch, but you know, like in the past I've had moments where people would ask me, oh, would you like to come do this? And I'm like, oh, that would be great. I would be so excited. And then as the date approaches, it's like, I don't want to be with people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't want to be with people. <laughs> yeah. But you know, that that's having that awareness so that you can plan ahead so that you can. So if there's a, a function or a launch or anything like that, you can actually look at your calendar. Like, of course, I have a moon calendar. You know, I have moon apps because I plan all of it. It's like, doesn't everyone? No, apparently not. <laughs> um, um, so I plan out all those things. So I would like if there was a big event and it's going to fall on a new moon, I'll be like, eh, probably not, because I know that completely knocks me out, like completely knocks me sideways, whereas full moons are less wearing on me, still a big energetic hit. And it's not just the day of the moon, it's usually three days before and three days after. So I joke in the moon circle, at least you've got 14 days of the month where you're going to feel okay, (laughs) (laughs) depending on like how you're affected by these energies. Do you have money stories that aren't serving you? Do you have blocks around attracting abundance and you simply don't understand where they're coming from? Or perhaps you simply do not trust yourself with money? Well, I have great news for you. I have developed a very special hypnosis audio that is designed to help you to unravel and dismantle these stories and create new stories that serve you. This is more than just an audio. There's a short video that walks you through the process of how to create these new money stories. And then you have the hypnosis audio for life. And the best part is the net revenue from this audio goes to benefit Thorn. So right now, I want you to go to pennychason.com forward slash abundance and get this in your life now. And, you know, it goes back to that, that, you know, there are seasons in life. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just even about the moons. The moons signify times when the ground is fertile, when there's a time of harvest, Mm -hmm. and when there's just a time for us to rest. And how would you elaborate on that? Because, you know, you talk about being energized versus not being energized and, 
as women, because our hormonal cycles are 28 on average days, whereas a man's is like 24 hours, we get into this comparison state and honoring that feminine from a physical perspective, as well as an energetic perspective. Do you take that into account when you look at these things on your calendar? Yeah, definitely. And for me, one of the hardest things was to learn was to rest (laughs) because I would tip so much into the masculine doing, like doing, doing, doing on the go, but I need to do this and I need to do that. And for me to actually go, actually the rest is part of the work. Like I need to schedule in rest, just like I would schedule in preparation for a launch. It has to be part of my schedule. And that also is massively for me affected seasonally. So like as we move into the fall, because I'm in the Northern Hemisphere, I'm in the UK, I feel that shift. Like I feel it in my body. Like I just want to rest. I need to slow down. And if I ignore that, I will start to get physically sick. So it's like ignore it at my peril, but I've learned that the hard way. (laughs) You know, I would get like physical symptoms because I was pushing through because other things in my other business would be like, no, this is our busy time of year. You have to push through that. But I've learned now to completely honor that because that is such a part of the divine feminine is honoring, receiving, rest, allowing all of these kind of things, you know, like just listening to what your body is asking for and then giving it that, not bulldozing, not going, okay, I'm going to listen for what you want, body okay, I'm going to ignore you now and bulldoze through that because I've got a schedule over here to keep. So it's really about, again, key start is awareness and listening, but then honoring what your body wants to receive as well, not bulldozing your way through life. Yeah, that's been one of the biggest lessons for me over the last two years since I've gotten to know you through the coaching group that we're in and Initially, I kind of tiptoed with like, oh, the moons can affect my sleep and my energy. And I kind of toyed with it a little bit. And as I've begun to step more into that feminine, into understanding the moon and outside influences, it's become all about learning to not push, Mm -hmm. to just allow yourself to feel that pull and you know, I'm very productive when I'm feeling that pull. And when I'm not feeling that pull, I have gotten away from beating myself up and people who are on my team. And it's like, oh, you know, because I have a podcast team, like, oh, are your episodes ready? You got another batch of episodes? I'm like, I'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get there. I don't have anything to talk about today. And that allowing and following that pull is in my interpretation, what allows us to get into alignment absolutely, so that we can create what we want? And how has allowing yourself to let that need to push through fall away and connect with your feminine, how has that impacted your relationships, your business? Because you haven't always, you have another business as well. Mm -hmm. But you haven't always had the moon circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, and it's such a divine feminine attribute. Again, it's such a thing of the moon, but it's allowed me to fully step into my creativity rather than be like the doer of all the systems and processes to actually go, no, like either hand them off to somebody else or just 
put them to one side for the minute. And in the resting is when we receive the connections with source. You know, again, like how you said earlier, whatever you feel comfortable saying that is, whether you feel comfortable saying it's your connection to God, the universe, the quantum fields, you know, whatever that is for you. For me, it's connection to source, connection to the universe. And that's where everything comes through. Like every idea I've had comes through that. So if I don't pause, get into silence, rest, allow, receive, none of that comes through. So like even the whole kind of message of the moon circle came to me in that receiving state. If I'd just been going, go, 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 none of that would have come through. So it's allowed me to receive direction for what my business will look like, how to connect with my ideal client. It's just allowed so much of that. And it's, it's the anti-doing. <laughs> it's like the absolute opposite. You know, to receive is just to allow, to trust, to know that what is coming through is the correct guidance for you and to go with that. Not to sit there and go, mm, I'm not sure about this. I think I need 50 steps to figure out if this is the correct way and go, okay, I don't fully understand what this is or what it's going to look like, but I'm going with it. I'm going to take action and I'm, I'm moving with it. But you can only get into the action when you have done the rest, <laughs> you know, and the rest comes before the action, which again is something that is the opposite to what we've been taught. You know, we're taught, oh, treat yourself to a spa day or whatever when you've done all the work. And I would challenge that and say, do the spa day before the work, because it's in that rest that we receive, that we create, and then you can go forward and take action. Yeah, I absolutely love that you point that out because when we're attempting to think our way through something, to think of what to do next, then we can't receive. That receiving comes, you talk about in the rest, in the silence, in the music, in the meditation, whatever it is, it comes when you shut down your conscious analytical thinking mind that's just chatter. It's like static that drowns out the real message. And I'm wondering, mm -hmm. would you be willing to share your tassels or bullshit story? Because I know there's got to be more than one person listening to this right now who has probably a dual path, but it's mm -hmm. really not a dual path. It, it's the full picture. But people tend to think it has to be this way or yeah. it has to be that way. And you've beautifully sum up in that story how you can have appreciation for that which gives you the space and the opportunity to do that thing that you really want to do because as you said before you really can have it all mm -hmm. it is yeah and, and like even like the fact now that I have two thriving businesses and I questioned whether I could do that it's like you know because we're taught, you know, what, what's the Chinese proverb? He who chases two hairs catches none. So what I would do is look to kind of mentors in business and see like where they had two, three, four, five, multiple businesses, multiple sources of revenue. I was like, okay, they're doing it. That means I can do it because now I have an example of somebody else doing it. But for me to get there, I had to come to a place of gratitude for where I was first 
because so often when we are looking for the next thing, when we are looking for the thing that we think we should be doing for the Dharma, this big thing that's going to make a difference on the planet, we forget to acknowledge and have reverence for where we are right now. You know, and for me, that was my tassels business, right? You know, that was something that I used to say I fell into when I was 17 years old, but I didn't. I made the choice to go into that. You know, everything we do is a choice. So, That moment for me was when I was part of a mastermind with a mentor that we both have. And also I got to, not just me, the whole group of the mastermind got to spend the evening with a very powerful shaman. And the next day we were asked, how did that impact us? You know, like what difference did that make from what came up speaking and things that night? And so many people were like, well, it's going to shift my coaching this way and my business is going to move this way. And now I'm going to impact tens of thousands of lives. And I'm sitting there thinking, I sell tassels. <laughs> like, I sell little pom-poms and fringes and little braids. And how am I making a difference on this planet? So when I was asked, what was your experience? What do you think of last night? I've come to realize that tassels bullshit. <laughs> like... What I'm doing, there is no use to what I'm doing. I need to shift and do something else. But then I, from sitting in that again, going into silence, going into the divine feminine, rather than pushing it away and getting into action and doing something, I allowed myself to receive what message was to come through from that. And I recalled a conversation, and it's like you were saying, no coincidences, everything is synchronicity. That conversation was not spoken directly to me. It was spoken to the room. But on reflection, I was like, okay, that message was directly for me because the same shaman, when he spoke, he said that when we do the work, it's not our work. So whatever you're doing in life, you know, whether you're flipping burgers or, you know, you're a spiritual teacher or whatever, that is not really the work. Our work is to come here to evolve and grow And, you know, like raise the vibration of the planet, basically. So I started to look and I was like, okay, so if that's not the work, then whatever I'm here to do will come to pass. You know, I don't need to be sitting there going, what is my dharma? And because vibrationally, you're pushing that away from you. You know, it's like, I don't know what it is. And you're push, push, pushing. When to get into the divine feminine is to pull, it's to receive, it's to allow that. But it was only when I could look at it through the eyes of gratitude and go like, oh, my goodness, all the things that tassels have done for me in my life. The fact that I was sitting in Dallas in the United States was because of tassels. It was through that business. The fact that I had that conversation was because of that. I was sitting in a house that the mortgage was paid for by tassels. My children were fed by the money from tassels. And it was just this. It was like a waterfall outpouring like even now speaking about it I get goosebumps like the cascade of gratitude that came over me I was like oh my goodness I have everything and I'm focusing on the two percent that I don't have and putting all of my energy and attention there when I already have like this huge abundance around me I have fresh water I have a roof over my head 
have four children who are all beautiful and healthy and happy and strong. And I'm there going, oh, poor me. I don't have a dharma. Everybody else is making an impact. And it's so funny, like, looking back at it now, but that had to happen for me to receive that message because now when I share that message with other people, they're able to go, oh, wow, I am so there too. But the fastest route to abundance is to be in gratitude, to allow that gratitude for where you are now. And it doesn't mean that that's where you're going to be forever. That's just like to fully be thankful and have reverence for it as well. Like I started to hate tassels. I was like, you little tassels, you don't have any impact on this earth. Look at these other people doing big things. And it's like, I made my peace with tassels. I had to apologize. (laughs) And I have so much reverence for them now for what they do for me, for my team, for the, you know, the people that it pays, there's the people that, you know, that the hand workers that make them like these tassels ripple out and affect thousands of people, even before they are in somebody's home or hotel or whatever. And I just wasn't, I had no awareness of that at all. Yeah. And sometimes we're just driven to, you know, we we just minimize what it is that we do and how it is that we impact people and not from an ego standpoint, but, you know, at some point, I think it's important to recognize that we're all students in this world. We're all teachers. Everything that we do, it's going to impact someone else. And as it impacts them, it's going to impact yet someone else. And you talk about the heaps of gratitude for the tassels and just how that had allowed you to do what you do in life. When I went into nursing, I was like, oh, yeah, I love this. And then when I went into anesthesia, I'm like, yes, this is what I'm doing the rest of my life. And then I tendered my resignation and I left the career of anesthesia before I paid my student loans off because Mm -hmm. this is my dharma. But where the shift happened for me last year that just allowed me to receive so that I could leave that career that was no longer serving me energetically, emotionally, it wasn't fulfilling me anymore, was to get out of that place where I resented the way that that job made me feel like I love my patients. Don't get me wrong. I love my patients. I wanted to show up. But the values of the system had shifted. They no longer aligned with my values. And it created a good bit of frustration within me. And once I began to shift to being grateful for the fact that I got paid well enough, I could work part-time so I could do my hypnosis, that it provided me with insurance, that it was a steady paycheck so I could grow what I wanted if I could point to one moment that really began to shift and turn things, I I think that would be it. And I think it's a very valuable insight if people will allow that to look at where they are and to understand that even if you don't like where you are, it is providing for you in some way, whether it's a lesson, whether it's connections, whether it's just simply learning the lesson of like, okay, this is not where I'm meant to be. Let me get curious in life and explore where I want to go. I mean, sometimes the lesson is simply that. I mean, would you agree? Absolutely. I absolutely love how you phrase that as well. Because when we can start to look at everything in our life as medicine, like everything that happens 
is so that you can evolve and grow. Like every single thing, because you know sometimes you're in it and hello, 2020 has been a lesson on this. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, thanks 2020 for all your lessons and like saying that without any sarcasm at all. But, you know, when you're in the eye of the hurricane and you're like, holy wow, what is going on? Like, how is this possibly in my highest good? But only with hindsight, like 10 years down the line, you can go, wow, if that hadn't happened, it would never have put me on the trajectory that put me where I am now. So everything is a stepping stone. Every single part is guiding you. If you allow the guidance, it's guiding you to where you are meant to go because there's no coincidences. So everything that happens is medicine. And when you can start to accept that rather than pushing against it, resisting it, giving it all the why me victimhood, I don't understand why is this happening to me, when you can switch that and change that to everything is always working out for me. You know, this is working out in my highest good. I can't see what the lessons are here, but I'm so thankful they are being given to me. Like vibrationally, it shifts everything and you will just start to move in flow in alignment and there will be doors open up for you that you didn't even know were closed. <laughs> you know, it's like paths just appear before you know, like, oh, that was that what that was for. But again, that only happens if you can get into the divine feminine of receiving, of allowing and not resisting and pushing your way through it. Yeah, you you definitely have to listen and allow because this time last year, I was in the process, I had just paid an editor and was getting ready to put into print a book that I had written that would have taken my business in a very different direction. But as my business began to take off, I listened and leaned into what I was feeling and where I was being pulled. And that's not my direction anymore. I just had to release and let go of the investment that I made there and Mm -hmm. just follow my path and let that happen. And I, I just love how you sum that up. Now, for listeners who are interested in learning more about the influences of the moon and developing that awareness of how it is impacting them, what's one or two tips that you would give them to get started down this path of awareness of that energy? Mm-hmm. The first thing really is just the awareness, like be aware of what the moon is doing, you know, download an app to your phone that will show you what the moon phases are, go outside, you know, like how many of us now are just shut away in our houses and are not connected to nature in that way, you know, go outside in, at nighttime, feel that glow, that power of the moon, be aware of what phase she is in. And then once you have awareness of the moon cycles, then connect it to what are your cycles? How does that affect you? What are your energy levels? You know, you can keep a moon diary and just note down as the moon cycle goes through, you know, like, what is my energy like? What are my sleep patterns like? All of of those things, like how you're feeling, what's your mental state, what's your physical state, all of those things. And when you've done that for a few cycles of the moon, you will start to see patterns and go, okay, so on the full moon, I can't sleep. On the new moon, I'm energetic, you know, like whatever the pattern is for you and just start to have that awareness. That's definitely the first path to doing that. Well, I hate to say it. I could talk to you all day. (laughs) (laughs) 
But at some point, we have to wrap things up. Tell everyone how they can connect with you, where they can find you, get more information about the Moon Circle. Yeah, the best way to connect with me is either on Instagram or through my website. Both of those are just under my name, Eichel Francis. So you can find me on Instagram where I will be talking about all things moon, nature, whatever is going on at that time. And on my website, it has everything about how you can connect with me, how you can get on the wait list for when the moon circle opens, all of that good stuff. Yeah. And if you're looking for a community of women where you get together and you can just pop into a Facebook group and go, oh my God, you just can't make this crap up because we're all experiencing the same thing, then this is the place for you. There's actually a hashtag for that. Yeah, especially a month like this month where we've had a new moon, two full moons and all sorts of energetic things going on. It's good to have that support. It is. And it's nice to know that, you know, when you know ahead of time that one cycle after the next is bringing more change, more change, (laughs) more change. It's like, okay, just give me another scoop of change, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much for honoring us with your energy and your wisdom. And I'm sure my listeners are going to love your insights about the moon. I know it's something I'm definitely learning more about all the time. Thank you, Eichel. Thank you so much. It's been my honor. Thanks for tuning in today. I would love it if you would head over to iTunes and leave a positive review about how this episode has helped you to improve your life. When you leave a positive review, it helps us to reach even more people, helping them to change their lives. And that positive energy and vibration of sharing comes back to you as we spread the message of how you can use the power of intention creating stronger subconscious beliefs in raising our vibration to create the life that we desire, the one that we're here to truly live so that we can fulfill our purpose in life. Once again, thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.